passionate men meet on the road to love. I'm Layla Blackwell, blissful woman and relationship revolutionary, your love and intimacy strategist taking you on the adventure that is love here in the Own Your Power studio in beautiful South Florida. Yeah! (laughs) Our radio show and programs are designed to enhance and deepen the power of love and relationships by feeding the feminine essence and maximizing the masculine spirit, ultimately creating stronger bonds and even more solid families. I'm here today with my Latin lover, Nelson, who's been my amazing hubby for 20 years now. We just celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary. That's right. Yes, we did. Thank you, my love. Uh, It's been 20 beautiful years married and 26 together. 26 together. And I'm thrilled to be here. I really enjoy my time doing this show with you and the brilliant guests we usually get to talk with. But today, you know, it's just you and me and... You know, down just, boy. Uh, Don't forget Simone's still here. Uh, she'll yeah. take a break. She she can. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever feel frustrated by intimate relationships, don't understand men, don't understand women, have lost yourself by trying to be something you are not in the name of love, are drained, exhausted, or confused by your experience of love, want a powerful, soulful, lasting union with the one you're with or the one you have yet to find then you are in the right place right now. That's right. Open your heart and your mind. We're going to give you an insider glimpse. That's right. An inside glimpse into our world, our hearts, and our minds. We are going to take you on a very unique journey toward the mastery of love and intimacy, which is the ultimate treasure at the end of the pleasure map. You are going to want to stick with us so we can take you there. Go ahead and find out more about us and our programs and coaching at LaylaBlackwell.com. That's L-E-I-L-L-A Blackwell.com. You know, we have been blessed with 20 years of marriage together. It's been an amazing, amazing, amazing journey. journey. And we're going to share that with you today um, with all the listeners on this show, all about navigating relationship, stage life transitions, our relationship, GPS. Now, our last show was on how not to turn your love bond into bondage unless you like that sort of thing and some people do i heard and before that we had a wild and crazy show on the big oh oh my lord women's orgasms yes we sure did we had angel montalvo an aspiring romance and erotica author and tammy sue who has a line of sexy lingerie they were both so dynamic and open to talking about women's orgasms and their impact on various relationship dynamics. Then we did our show on how not to turn your bond into bondage with George and Sandra Sawyer. That was amazing. That was oh, amazing. They were so He's beautiful. such a creative artist, a musician. He's coming out with an album. And she puts on the most amazing events here in South yeah, Florida. Live so events fun. that people can go to. Absolutely. Yeah, for empowerment and for couples and just overall good life. So Absolutely. they were an amazing team and they brought so much to the discussion yeah. and contributed so much to our audience. So Absolutely. If you want to catch um, catch those shows, check out the podcast on ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. Today we're going to be talking about us and our beautiful time together through the years, our beautiful marriage and our ups and our downs and all around. <laughs> and basically using the time that we've had together over the 20 years to illustrate the different life stages in a relationship. 
So that's exactly what we're going to do. And, you know, every relationship is different. There are, however, certain patterns of growth over time that relationships transition through. So we're going to look at some of the stages of relationships in general and explore what they were like for us during those moments in time. Ah, yes. A trip down memory lane. Some of the good times, some of the bad. Not so good, maybe. But we managed to get through everything in all these years. Absolutely. So today we are going to get a bird's eye view of the life stages of long-term relationships, like marriage, in the love nest with Layla and Nelson. Ow. Before we get started, it's time to take a quick break. We'll be right back to the Pleasure Map on for chat in the love nest. But now let's listen to some tunes here on Own Your Power Radio.
podcast with my hubby Nelson, and we recently celebrated a huge milestone anniversary for us. Yeah. Our 20th wedding anniversary. Fantastic. Yeah. Ow. So, to illustrate our topic tonight, uh, relationship GPS, because we need to navigate the life stages of relationship, we're going to use our first-hand experiences from our marriage over the past 20 years. So let's just jump into it. Now, negotiating individual life stages is challenging enough. You mm-hmm. know, growing up on your own is hard enough, but growing up in a relationship can kind of feel traumatic. <laughs> Navigating Absolutely. all those relationship transitions as you're going through your own personal transitions is kind of crazy. It's more than crazy. You know, we're trying to figure out a, in the beginning, who we are, um, who we are as individuals, and then we end up finding love and finding that we fall in love with someone, and how do we now navigate that? Right. What does that look like? And we've been together for so long, we've grown up together. Absolutely. I mean, I, I look at it as an advantage, but it can also be a challenge for a lot of people because you do go through so many more individual and personal transitions while you're growing your relationship and you're not mature your relationship's not mature so there are challenges in that but i feel like we're such an integral part of who the other person is because we have grown up together that um there's also an advantage to that that maybe some people don't have you know but it 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 takes that long because i would say that you know the best part of the 20 years it only gets better Mm. to me it seems as though we're looking at it now at 20 years, but five years ago we would have said, "Oh, it's beautiful five years." Ten years ago, we'd say, "That's yeah, okay," you know. <laughs> exactly. And then 15 years, <laughs> you know. So it, it's the, every you know benchmark. Every benchmark has is memories and something that it's brought to that table. And I think that watching you grow up um, has allowed me to also grow up in many ways that. I think you were already grown up differently. Yeah. You know, you, you're so much more mature. Um, I don't believe I became mature until I turned 40. <laughs> <laughs> now let's start talking about some of these life stages of a couple. Mm. You know, so the first life stage is courtship and early marriage. Mm-hmm. And obviously not for the individual, but courtship and early marriage. And that's often characterized by a need for variety, love and connection, as well as growth. And often the focus is easily on the other person. It's not just about you anymore. And in the beginning stages of a relationship, we kind of like that feeling of focusing Mm -hmm. on another person and doing for them. It feels good. It feels natural. We're driven to do that. Uh, Polarity is often strong, which essentially means the chemistry between the couple is strong. And your passion, your physical passion flows naturally. Um, And then you can be tested in those beginning stages. You start to question things. Is this the right person for me? And then there come, even when you decide this is the right person for me, there's that learning curve in how you negotiate your lives together, like your time, money, sex. Mm. Right? So (laughs) I remember um, the the whole, you know, going back to the beginning of the wooing, how oftentimes we work together now, we can look at many couples that we work with, how many of them stop really trying to work towards romancing mm. and and bringing that back that that is the most beautiful part yeah. of what keeps a relationship going you Mom, used to write me love poems yeah now i have a daughter that writes and sings for you yeah. <laughs> see we we've, we've brought it to a different level 
<laughs> See, I don't write them anymore. I actually have the daughter that I gave you that sings it. And you see, so it's, it's evolved. You just got to look at it from that perspective. I am coming. I gave you. I was just going to say, I, have a, I take a little bit of issue with you saying that you gave me no, <laughs> daughter. Uh, a big part of that is, I, you know. Yeah, you gave me something. Yeah. But- <laughs> But yes, that wooing stage, that courtship, you were very good at the romance, for sure, and making me feel very special, as you still are. I also remember being young, and I lived in Brooklyn, but I went to school in Queens. You lived in Queens, and you would come out and on the subway meet me to take me to school in the mornings and to bring me back home. It was, you know... If anyone knows New York... Brooklyn to Queens on the subway ain't no joke, and he's doing it round trip. <laughs> yeah, and I'm from the Bronx, so Queens was lame and tame, and, um, you know, that's where my mom lived. So, you know, Layla's such an amazing person, and, 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 and knowing how I feel about you, you know you're my world, and, and knowing that you would have to get up early and go to school, and you were wrapping up your last year of high school, and I remember thinking to myself, I am not, because I'm an early bird. I'm up at 4.35 o'clock anyway. Wow. And knowing that you would be getting on the subway in Brooklyn, New York, and having to walk that neighborhood, to me, I felt like, are you kidding me? I have to be there. I could have easily waited for you somewhere in Queens. But I was like, no, a real man mm-hmm. would go get his woman, escort her all the way. Mm-hmm. And to me, there was uh, there was no compromising that. You did, you did regularly. Mm-hmm. There was no compromising that because I think that's the important part of showing and giving you my love. And I think that a lot of people look for shortcuts, and in, in what uh, we have for each other, there are no shortcuts. No, I think we've always gone all the way. You know, even for me being that young and you that you wore your little earring in your ear. And- oh wait, wait that that was such an amazing thing. All right, so. I used to have earrings, and now I work for a company I can't wear earrings. But back in the days, I used to wear <laughs> earrings and on my left ear, and um, I used to always tell Layla, girl, you need to eat. Girl, you need to eat. How many? You, she eats one meal. I'm eating eight meals a day because I was insane in martial arts and all of these things. But um, I remember, you know, we were together for a while, a few months later, almost a year, probably a yeah, probably more than a year, more, about a year and a half. half. Yeah. And all of a sudden, um, she gives me this gift right around my birthday, mm-hmm. right? I think right that's what birthday. it was, for my yeah. birthday. And I open this box, and it's a diamond earring. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, she, she bought me diamond earrings. <laughs> she's not working. She's in school. And then, you know, I realized she had taken her lunch money <laughs> and saved it all these months. I mean, get the boss bag, but that was awesome. I was like, I felt like, oh, my God, that is an amazing woman right there. And I remember putting it on proudly and wearing it for many years and thinking to myself, wow, that, that's amazing. Now, it's not all romance and roses, right? There no, were some adjustments that absolutely. we had to make. Some adjustments, especially you had to make. You were not thrilled with sharing stuff, I remember, when I first met I you. I share a lot of things. Um, like, for instance, <laughs> you know, one of the things about um, this beautiful woman, you know, you are amazing. But, like, for instance, I like my food. Yeah. <laughs> I love my food. It's, you know, and like I said, I used to eat about eight meals a day. And my wife, 
who I love so dearly, is the kind of person that I would ask her, would you like something to eat? She would say no. I order something, I sit down with it, and now she's grabbing stuff off my plate. <laughs> and I'm saying, but you say you weren't hungry. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, like, why did you not want something? Because I want to have it from your plate. And that was a difficult transition for me. I, I, you know, I come from a household where we were not, you know, we didn't have much to eat to begin with. So whenever I did, I would keep what I had. I, this is mine. It's mine. Um, so it was nice to know that, you know, you broke me out of that habit that mm-hmm. I can share, that my it, food is yours and my drinks are yours as well. It got and, to the point where our your friends would make fun of you because we would <laughs> sit down to eat and you'd bring, like, two plates of food but one drink right. because we had to share the drink. We could refill it, like, six times, but we're sharing yeah. one drink. Absolutely. I remember that. That was, that was amazing um, because a lot of my friends knew me. And they really did. They they knew it's like. Yeah, and you this, were set in your ways, yeah, and they couldn't absolutely. believe that. Okay. They they absolutely knew that I was set in my ways, and mm-hmm. that mm, uh, that's not him. So what does this woman have over this man? Yeah. Now, how about some of those more um, hardcore life issues, like where we're going to live? You know, we did transition. We moved quite a few times when we first yeah. started together, and we were living together in New York. And we went from living in what was your place into finding our own place and moving a few times after that. Um, I remember um, our first place, before it became our place, um, I lived, I had inherited, um, obviously, an apartment. Mm -hmm. And when you moved in, what I didn't like was that you felt like a guest. And I remember... I remember watching you put a cup down and thinking to myself, um, you're asking me for permission to put the cup there. Mm -hmm. And I felt so horrible. I think that by the second time, I I just put out flyers to basically say, come and take my furniture. (laughs) And people started taking the furniture. And you looked at me like, what was happening? And I remember thinking, the the way I remember was, no, we're leaving. We're getting our place. I I don't need any of this. I want to start a place with you. Um, and giving up all the furniture that we had or that I had in that apartment because it really wasn't ours. It was my furniture. It was where I lived in my apartment, and I didn't want to deprive us of that opportunity and that growth. And you were willing, so willing, without me even asking, to make that sacrifice and to say, let's make a life for the two of us instead of just having you join me in my life. And I think that that was so key, that you provided me with something at the time I didn't even know would make a difference for me, but it made a huge difference. I think it, you know, I felt it it would. And it did. And even as we went on and on, we still had to negotiate a lot of these things and housework issues and, you know. Even apartment hunting was a Apartment hunting, you know, you liked it Apartment hunting in New York City. And I liked it a different way. (laughs) You were like, oh, we could do this, honey. And I'm like, no, this looks terrible. Or I don't want to live over here. Or, you know, like, but you always had a vision. Yeah, I did. And so when you had a vision, I kind of, we went with it, you know. But I I still always had my thing to say. Like, when we found our final apartment that we really loved. The um, the studio one in Forest Hills. Yeah, Yeah. when we found that one in New York, um, in Queens. It was, we went in there, and I just didn't see it. It was like yeah. linoleum floors. And it's like it just a penthouse, seemed, it studio just seemed, penthouse. But it seemed so bare and gray and just not, it didn't have any life in it. And you were like, but I see it here. Look, if we put this 
shelving here and we put carpeting down on the floor and if we do this in the kitchen there then you were like ready to set the place up and i'm like i just want to walk into a place with my toothbrush and live and you were (laughs) like but we can make this work and i said but here's the breaker there's no dishwasher i'm not washing dishes nelson (laughs) (laughs) and she did not want to i did not wash dishes and so he said okay Let's make a deal. We get this apartment. I'll do the dishes. Yes, right. And he says, and he did. He did the dishes. He became our dishwasher, Pablo. Pablo, (laughs) I will wash more than dishes for you. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we negotiated it. And, of course, I still had to do dishes. But I didn't feel like, you know, it was just on me. But it turned out amazing. It did. The place was amazing. And we had a beautiful life there and enjoyed it. Before kids. Before children. Yes, B.C. Um, <laughs> life BC, uh, and we furnished it and did it our way. You know, everything in there was new and done over time. Um, and then the next stage, children. That's a big one. Oof, that was more than you know. That was more than a big stage. That was a hurdle. It was because you know. I mean, a lot of people that know us know that I really didn't want children. Mm-hmm. And you look at it today, and how we're such great parents. And we're constantly learning. We hope so. Um, that we're constantly learning not only of each other as parents, but also from our children. They're constantly teaching us. So it's amazing uh, to see that, you know, how you have been an amazing person to me with regards to children. Um, and now, even once we had our children, as together as we were, you know, during that time, you know, the life stage of children, it's multifaceted. You're making the decision to have a child, which you said you didn't want. Mm-hmm. But we knew before we got married that children were going to be in our life because I knew my life was going to involve children. And so if you, if we were going to be a part of each other's lives, and that would be a reality. Okay. Um, so there's also typically a heightened need for significance in the husband or father, a heightened need for certainty in the wife or mother, which would mm-hmm. be me, you know, needing to feel that security, that safety to know you're going to be there, we're going to be fine, you need to know you're important, right? Yeah. And the focus sometimes becomes on the child instead of the two of us. You know, but I, I think that as a young man, I was a child. I was still very immature. I, I, I wanted you for me. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I, I was a pig about it. I, I really was. You're still like that. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, we know that. But what's great is that I know how to share. Yeah. Just like I used to share my food. Now I share my life with you with our beautiful children. Mm-hmm. But I really was immature in that sense. I could not see children in our life. I could not see how that would make us better. If anything, I felt like that would create a wedge between us because I wanted you for me. And I'm almost positive that there are a lot of men out there that do get jealous of their children, that they want to spend more time with their wives. And, no, I'm sorry, you're going to breastfeed for how long? Yeah. You know, are you kidding me? Um, those are my breasts. You know, I'm sorry. I know the kids need it for nourishment, but I need it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I think that's the beauty of growing up and, and becoming a man. It's also transitioning and knowing that you serve a woman, but you, as my woman, serve so many levels of, of a relationship, of our relationship, not just as my friend, as my wife, but as a mother. And that's an amazing transformation for me that um, I didn't quite see right away. And we did go through a lot of our most difficult times in those years that our children were young, or Mm -hmm. even through the pregnancy, because I was an erratic mess during pregnancy. And I remember you spent your first 
night on the couch Ooh, when Lord. I was pregnant. Let's go there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I am guilty of that. I remember we were at a restaurant and we were trying to figure out names. We're trying to figure out names if it's a boy, if it's a girl and and she had this name and I I don't want that baby to have that name. I could Gabby Babby Babby all the you know, it was just like I was making up funny parts to counteract her reason for naming the child that. And she wouldn't give in. She wasn't negotiating. And I, I think I got really mad and I threw the book at you. Yeah. <laughs> and I got up. In the restaurant. And I left her in the restaurant. I think, how many months were you pregnant? I must have been like six months or yeah. something like that. I left this woman. And I remember getting home and I'm thinking to myself, she's going to come home and she's probably going to kill me, right? But it's too late. I'm dead. You know? And I remember definitely that was... One of our biggest. At the time, that yeah. was the biggest. Like, yeah. we'd never not slept together at night, and that was yeah. your time. You slept on the sofa that night because you would not agree with the name when I was six months pregnant. You should yeah. have just sucked it up and just pretended <laughs> to agree with it. Yeah, I couldn't pretend. You know, again, I, at that time, I just... And it turned out to be a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. And for our first beautiful... Um, you know, obviously for our first beautiful eldest. Our daughter, yes. Daughter. And, and, you know, here it is. We had to go through that. We did. Yeah, and I think people through, are afraid of fighting. Even through the rest of our times with our children, you know, we've had we have three children, so it's three pregnancies. It's mm-hmm. extended nursing for three pregnancies. Mm-hmm. I've Again. nursed all three yeah. of our children and a combined total of like nine years between pregnancy and nursing. That's a lot of time in baby making mode for a woman. And I think that you were patient with it, but we did have our negotiating in between, like negotiating laundry and housekeeping when it was just me and our oldest in the house. It was easy, you know, because just one baby, one mom, we only had one car. So you were going to work in the car. We were at home. What else was there for me to do but take her to the park and keep her clean and feed her and cook and all of that stuff. It was very easy. And then when we had more, I think the challenges became more. Like I remember being pregnant with uh, our second child and struggling to carry the laundry to the washing machine. And then you were like, okay, I'll carry it for you. But that's (laughs) it. (laughs) You go do the laundry. I'll carry it for you. And then it came to the point where I couldn't fit in the area for the laundry machine because my belly was so big. And, (laughs) And you were like, all right, I'll do the laundry, but only until that baby comes. Then you're going back to doing laundry. You're still doing laundry. Today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's funny now. I actually I like doing laundry, and now I'm 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 there's a restraining order um, between <laughs> yes. me and the laundry machine because <laughs> you're like you're ruined not, quite a few yeah. bits of clothes. And in all honesty, you know it to be it. true that it's not me; it's the washing machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's true. But that's my defense. I don't know what you uh, what you feel about it, but that is my defense. You know, it's that time again. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back to our discussion about how to not turn your, um, you know, how to actually look at our relationship uh, GPS. And here we are now illustrating all of what we do together in the Pleasure Map here at our Own Your Power studio after some soulful tunes. Feel 
If you're like me, you love to hold on to your cash and use it for basic needs like the light bill, water bill, and yeah, maybe even the mortgage or the rent. That's pretty much all that I use cash for since I get almost everything on barter. In a typical month, I get my hair done, eyebrows waxed, printing services, massages, business coaching, personal assistance from my companies, social media marketing, and more all on barter. Oh, and did I mention travel? Yes, to many different exotic locations like Costa Rica and Barbados on barter. I literally save thousands a year and I'd love to help you do the same. All you have to do is join the Give and Take Network at www.giveandtakenetwork.org. That's give, the letter N, takenetwork.org. When you join Give and Take, you'll learn how to generate more business, reduce your overhead, and save cash. Barter is definitely smarter and don't let anyone tell you any differently. Join us today at giveandtakenetwork.org. Welcome back to The Pleasure Map. I'm Nelson. I'm here with my lovely wife, Layla, in The Love Nest. We've been talking about our 20-year marriage together and how we've experienced and handled so many of the same issues that many people who are married do throughout their various stages of their relationship. So let's jump back to it because it yeah, was nice we and hot just, before we took a break. Yeah. We were just talking about having children, mm-hmm. you know, and what that was like for us in our relationship and getting into some of the challenges that we yeah. had during that time, you know, even with um, finding time for intimacy. Yeah. You know, we, that was, we were exhausted. We were we, exhausted. We, <laughs> we all had all had a good baby intentions. In the bed at some time. <laughs> Pushed the baby practically to the edge. Remember that? <laughs> you know, it just. It was, it was challenging to make and find that time for each other. Yeah. Um, and we weren't always good at it. And it was hard to be romantic. Mm-hmm. It almost felt like more of a chore than it did as natural. It wasn't as organic because we were so out of our element, so yes. to speak. I mean, you were in your element when it comes to being a mom. I, I love that. You're still yeah. learning. I was but, never a mother before. Right. But it felt like that you were in that. And as you were developing and, and, and bonding with the baby, I felt more and more left out. Yeah. And and then how do I bond when now getting our groove on, I think, I oh, okay, I'm getting And then the baby starts crying. Yes. They oh. always seem to know. They always <laughs> yeah. seem to have like I felt like the minute I touch radar, any part of your body, all of a sudden. They wake up. Yeah. <laughs> in a different room. Like not even in the same room. Suddenly we're getting close to each like other. Like a lung is going to bust if you don't go in that door and put a breast in their mouth. That's it right. just didn't make any sense. <laughs> I was expecting the breast in my mouth. That I'm just saying. And no, the baby <laughs> takes it away. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? It's like they have like a sense of. Of okay, I know that he's about to. He's going to. He's going to. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you're out of your mind. No, this and like it, you know, time. if it happens once, that's one thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it happened. They had some ESP going on. Yeah. They just knew. <laughs> um, and it was. It was very challenging yeah. for a lot of years. And I know that we kind of, I turned to mommy groups and you, you know, had your friends and yeah. you would go out at night and you would do things on your own. You had your work that was fulfilling to you yeah, and you absolutely. were very good at it. Yeah. And I think that you found your, you got into your groove right. doing what you were best at. And I know there were a number of years that we really were not as close as, as we connected were before, as we as yeah, connected. yeah absolutely it wasn't bad yeah. it wasn't good yeah we weren't on the same page i think we were in the same chapter right but we weren't quite, we on, weren't the quite on the same page no, yeah no, and we like were the... working together but yeah. it we didn't feel connected you know and, it's and like I we think, had a script that yeah, we were following absolutely. and we knew yeah. we had to do this this and that other thing and we're together on that did things with the kids and the family but we really were not prioritizing each other and i think that's natural absolutely you know, it's unfortunately not okay to stay in that, but it's natural. Mm -hmm. And just like we went through it, I'm sure there are a lot of people who experience that mm -hmm. in their relationships. I think what was key for us is we didn't stay stuck there. Absolutely. But, you know, it, those are the, those benchmarks. Mm -hmm. Those are the benchmarks. I remember um, we were already in Florida, and uh, our elders, um, I walk in through the door, and, of course, I'm away all day, and, and there goes my oldest looking, Daddy's home. And I open the door, and I hug her, and I kiss her, and she's sad. What's wrong? I want a cookie. And I remember saying, sure, and grab the cookie and give it to her, and she's putting it in her mouth, and I am the world to that little one. And I feel like, yeah, baby, you can have that cookie. And you walk out of the bedroom door, and you look at me, and you say, I need to talk to you right now. And you snatched the cookie from her hand and went into the kitchen. And I knew I was in trouble. And I was looking for an excuse to get out of there. And there was no one to save me. I looked at her and she looked at me with a sad face like, Mommy took my cookie. I said, Mommy's about to take my head off. You know, and it was just, we had to Mommy's go through that. Mommy's about to take your cookies. Right. <laughs> Very good. Touche. Um, and it was just along that line that we had to, uh, I think many couples need to go through that. And it's not about, well, she asked me for cookie. No, it was about me taking the time to listen and finding out that I was stripping you of, of what you had already established before I walked in through that door and basically now made mommy look like she was the enemy for keeping that cookie away from her. Mm -hmm. um, but in the beginning, it was like, oh, great, now she's going to, you know, my defense mechanism was all over the place. It was like, great, now I can't give my child a cookie. But initially, the minute I heard you, I let it go, and I realized, wow, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. Just you know? say, did you ask mommy for a cookie? What did she right. say? You Mommy's been here all day. Yeah. I do that now. I love it. It's like now my six-year-old, you know, our six-year-old, I know she's yours as much as she's mine. <laughs> it's okay. But, yeah, but, you know, when she's good, she's mine. Um <laughs> And I remember, you know, of, you know, well, I did make her. I, I you did give her to yeah, me. Yeah, I gave, yeah. I, I, I gave you that. No, God gave us that girl. That's a different conversation. God gave us that girl. Um, and I, I, how many times I walk in through the door that she is, Daddy, I'm hungry. Wait, I just walk in through the door. You know, and and that's her way of bonding and manipulating right. as well. They always come to daddy. Yeah, for food. they always. Because mommy's know. gonna give them salad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> daddy's the, coming with the cookies. Yeah, daddy's coming <laughs> with a sandwich, something. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I remember talking about those coming home times. One, you know, it's easy to misunderstand and misinterpret the uh, intentions of mm. your spouse. And I remember going through a phase when our youngest. 
uh, was a baby and you would come home at the end of your day at work and charge into the house, where's the baby? Why aren't those dishes done? And go into yeah, this whole diatribe true. and talk to the kids. Did you do this? And is your homework done? And did you do that? And why is that like that? Whipping it. Why are all these toys on the floor over here? And I would be like, oh, my gosh. He just walked in, and now suddenly everyone is on edge. And I'm in the kitchen just trying to make dinner to make sure everyone eats before they have meltdowns at the end of the night. <laughs> and he comes in charging in and making, and I'm feeling like I'm a bad mother, I'm a bad wife, because there's toys on the floor, there's dishes in the sink. And obviously he thinks, I don't know where our baby is. She must be playing out in traffic because he walks in the door and the first thing he says is, where's the baby? Like, did I forget her somewhere? And, <laughs> and I, got, I was getting so mad every day. I was looking like, man, this man is going to come home today and it's going to be the same thing all yeah. over again. And we went like this for a while yeah. and I was getting resentful and angry with yeah. you. And I remember we went out to dinner one night and I said to you, because I was reaching my limit, mm. and I said to you, why do you do that? When you come home, do you know how it makes me feel when you come home and start barking yeah. out orders to everyone? <laughs> and then you make it, you make, I'm starting to feel like you don't respect what I'm doing at home during the day and that you're critical of me, but then you take it out on everyone else. And then you said, babe, I'm just trying to come home and step in. I'm asking where's the baby so I can go get her and take care of her while you're making dinner and you don't have to think about where she is and what she's doing. I'm getting on the kids because I see you in the kitchen making dinner when there are dishes in the sink and they should have done that before you had to make dinner. I'm checking in with them to make sure that they're getting their homework done so that by the time dinner's ready, we have that dining table back so that you can get dinner on the table. And you like pointed out to me that you had the best of intentions and I mm. wasn't receiving it the way that you intended it. And I think that's the masculine energy. It, it, it's just like feminine energy can be uh, misinterpreted. And, and I came in there, I wasn't cracking the whip um, the way you had no, accepted it. No, I was it feeling it you, different and it yeah, wasn't absolutely. that at all. You were being helpful and I was, was trying to connect with my family mm -hmm. and that's how I explained it. I was trying to reconnect with my family to say, my wife is busy. Your mother is busy in the kitchen. Why are those dishes dirty? Um, why are there toys on the floor? Where's the baby? I need to take the baby now so that she doesn't have to. And to me, I looked at it as I'm jumping right in. Diving right in. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that, though. And, and, and the fact that. And I remember and crying just, yeah. at dinner that night because I no. thought to myself, it's been months of this. Yeah. And I was holding this resentment and this fear that you were not feeling good about what I was doing as a mom and as a wife and it really wasn't that at all yeah. and now you know some of the other stages of marriage we'll just go this, through them really quickly is the one that we're in right now which is the middle marriage stage it's middle middle yeah. you know that heightened need for love and connection because now our children are kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. The youngest is six. She doesn't need us as much. There's the heightened need for variety. Mm -hmm. We want to have more fun. We're and we do. We do. We're going out mm -hmm. again. We're dancing. On a date. We're traveling. You know, we're doing vacations. <laughs> <laughs> we always have great sex, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> we just have it more often now yeah. because now we can. Um, <laughs> And, you know, we're refocusing on our growth now as a family and as a Absolutely. couple and, and looking at how we can develop ourselves and develop our family in new ways. And we're evaluating our roles, our children's roles in our lives and our marriage. And we've also had challenges with our adolescent children, not big ones. 
but yeah, you know, but when typical teenage, teenager yeah, stuff. Teenage they're they're stuff. teenagers. They're, they're supposed to be difficult, mm -hmm. and the difficulties that we have with ours are really not that much to no, complain it's, about. It's but it's compare, still the challenge. Yeah. We have a 16 year old daughter that involves a lot of drama, just yeah. part and parcel <laughs> of the nature of the beast, mm -hmm. um, and it, it is beastly. Um, and then we have a 13 year old son who thinks he knows it all. Right. But he does. He does. He's, he's actually brilliant. Um, um, <laughs> and then we have a six-year-old who's trying to be 20. He's trying to be 20. She knows it She's all. She's competing. Too. Yeah. Um, mm. And, you know, what we have that's strong, I think, is even in our worst moments, we consider each other. Yeah. You know, we're not in it for ourselves. Absolutely. We are really connected to each other. And I think when you have that foundation, that makes it easy. So we're in this middle marriage stage right now. We won't give you all the secrets here until we uh, have it all figured out. But we <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I think that part of being in that middle marriage is really understanding that it, it cannot be about Nelson. For me, it has to be about Layla. And for you, it has to be about, about Nelson. Right? Yeah. And, and that's what makes it so beautiful that I don't put Nelson in that equation. Nelson is here to serve Layla. I'm here to serve my children. As mm -hmm. equally as I serve you, I serve our children. And because they are a gift to me. You guys are a gift to me. And I don't appreciate that gift. And I feel anytime God can take it away. And if God took my gift away, then I know that they were aware of the love that I had for them. I, I know you would know that mm -hmm. the rest of your life. So I have no qualms about that. That to me, that's really what it's about. It's about, you know, it's not about being selfish and self-absorbed. It's really about giving with your heart 100% as a man and feel, you know, it's like uh, we said not long ago in one of our presentations, you know, it's holding a door for someone and not expecting a thank you. Mm -hmm. It's about doing things in the house and doing things for your lover, for your family, for, you know, to me, you're my lover. So. Yes, I am. Um, you know, for your friends, and you just do things, you don't expect things back. It's almost like lending somebody money and then saying, oh, I want it back. Then don't lend money. Now, I know for me, I feel very loved, cherished, and protected by you all the time. And that inspires me to want to be that ever-existing source of pleasure for you and mm -hmm. I live and every day Look at that red dress. live every day thinking <laughs> about how I can be a gift to you mm -hmm. because I feel like you are such an amazing man and human being and you deserve the best and so I try to be the best that I can be so that you have that you know in all honesty is Layla is Layla mm -hmm. and that is the best mm -hmm. you know isn't that beautiful because that's what you are to me. It, so for a lot of people that don't realize, if you fall in love with someone, you got to remember what are those qualities, what are those traits, what are those things that make that person special in your eyes yeah. and in your heart, what makes it, you know, we, we work so hard and, and what is that for to pay bills and then find out that the one true person that you love with all your heart, you neglect because you get caught up with all the other things that really don't mean anything. It's true. And now, you know, there are more stages that we mm. still have yet to go through. We're in this middle marriage stage, and I get a little nutty. And heaven knows I definitely have gone through my moments of trying to find myself, figure out who I want to be now that I'm not just the mommy. Not that there's anything just about being a just mommy. the mommy. Yeah. It's a huge job. But now that my children don't need me as much, I know that I've taken you on a bit of a wild ride in that transition. It's been a great ride. <laughs> you know, it's like a roller coaster. Sometimes you want to jump off and realize there's a depth. 
<laughs> well, thank you for not jumping. Yeah. Um, and now I'm the, not a quitter. The, <laughs> the next stage is that empty nest and caring for yeah. aging parents. Sometimes, um, you know, weaning the children from the home. Sometimes those children just won't leave. Mm-hmm. Where there's a snapback, they leave and then they come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that phase of life that we're looking forward to. Uh, which we won't have for quite a while because we did wait some time between having our last child. <laughs> but as it comes, and for most people it comes sooner rather than later because um, they space their children closer apart. It's the remember me phase. Do you remember me? Mm-hmm. Remember who I am? Do you remember who you are? Mm-hmm. You know, do I remember who I am? Uh, and, and I think it's so sad because on... a lot of people pour so much of themselves into their children and they don't really take the time to um, get to reconnect with each other. And so by the time the children um, are actually ready to head out, it's like two strangers getting to know each other all over again. And by that time, these two strangers don't even have anything in common at this point. Mm -hmm. They don't even have the same likes. They don't have, you know. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who told me when they were in a phase of their marriage uh, that things were very difficult that she said, my husband and I are only having hallway sex. Mm. And I was like, It's like wow, passing in the hallway? That kind of sounds hot, but if you don't look too happy about it. What does that mean, hallway sex? And she says, it's when we pass each other in the hallways and we say, F you. No, Ooh. F you. <laughs> that was like our whole interaction. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know them. <laughs> don't know one of them. Uh, yeah, that's that's sad. Yeah, you know, but it's when you're so disconnected and you don't have the reason yeah. to be together anymore. Yeah. Sometimes when those children move out of the house and you were using that as your reason to right. be to there. stay together, right? And people and do that, that all the time. And that reason is gone. Absolutely. It's like, how do you relate? Hallway yeah. sex, apparently. Yeah. Oh, well, verbal. That's <laughs> 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 yeah. as close as they were getting, apparently. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes in I that I think somebody's phase, getting screwed over that there one. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Then you also look at sometimes the presence of parents, in-laws, the illness of parents and in-laws and And possible loss of them during that life stage. And And then we move into the aging and retirement and illness stage Mm -hmm. where we look at some of these life stages and crisis times where we're trying Mm -hmm. to rediscover who we are. We lose our identity when we stop working. We start to rely on other people, whether for social reasons or for our identity. A lot of you know, elderly people will go back and start to reparent their older children because mm-hmm. they don't feel like they have any other purpose in life or they're right. trying to seek a way to be relevant it's and important. It's very easy to fall into that. Absolutely. And then that final stage of loss because when you're coupled for life, that means that one of you will go at some point, right? Right. And I think loss is not just life. Loss could be hair. Loss can be... <laughs> It could be anything for, for men and women. You know, it could be loss, loss of an of income. Loss of the booty. Loss of the booty. <laughs> yeah. But loss of income. Yeah. Loss of residence. You know, you lose. Yeah. In yeah, this life stage, it, we're talking about right. loss of loss life. Of the life. loss of each but, other. Um, yeah. And... I mean, that loss could be divorce as well. But yeah, we're talking about lo- that loss final. Of spouse, when yeah. you're in that, you know, marriage for life. When you're yeah. doing the death till right. death do you part thing that loss in the end is death and you know and how do that's people a, a pick up difficult the pieces, yeah. way to to end things and grief can sometimes be extended um, again another loss of identity i'm no longer a wife i'm no longer a husband mm. so what am i who am i um, and again increased reliance on others now you know it's 
again, getting back to, am I going to be a burden on my children? Yeah, what I'll do is in 20 years from now, I'll write that that chapter for no, you. No, you're going first. Okay, no. Ooh. No, but the kids <laughs> like me better. They'll take better care of me. So oh, you... <laughs> that was good. So, now, I feel that one great lesson I've learned is to make sure that we use life's challenges to draw us closer together, not pull us apart. You know, and I think I have learned through the years that... Um, the amazing part of any marriage will start when you're honest with yourself, when you truly love yourself and believe in God and believe that the gift in your life is from God. Mm. Well, this has been a great show, honey. Oh, it's been great watching you in that dress. <laughs> it's been sexy. great watching you watch me in this dress. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Now, as in most things, men and women view and experience life and its intricacies so differently as the two of us do. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what makes life so beautiful. That that's you come that at polarization. it as, from mm-hmm. a different perspective, and I come at it from a different perspective. And from both our viewpoints, we get the full view. Absolutely. Right? We get, get a the full views. perspective of life in general. If it wasn't for us coming together, life would be kind of one-sided, right? And then people wouldn't celebrate. Let's celebrate our differences. No, I want to thank you so much for being here with me today and for going to those places and, you know, um, talking about some of the hard times and reliving some of the good times with me today. I have enjoyed this time with you. Oh, you're welcome, babe. I mean, thank you for 20 beautiful years mm, together. 26. 26. Fact, 20, 20, 20 yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, love. Okay. Now, in addition to being a devoted and dedicated husband and father to our three children, Nelson is a national prevention speaker and trainer. He teaches classes locally here in South Florida for addiction professionals to get their state certification. And you can check him out at AIPmentor.com. And remember to look out for my Blissful Woman and Passionate Man membership groups. The Blissful Woman is in full swing right now with a free membership. And there is a paid version that includes group coaching. Highly valuable. It's group coaching with me. And look at my direct love and intimacy coaching where I go one-on-one with you and your spouse or your significant other, as well as our online relationship programs at LaylaBlackwell.com. Connect with me on Facebook. I'm Layla. Layla is spelled like a Hawaiian lay, double L-A, so that's Layla Blackwell. Um, well, special thanks to Own Your Power team who helped make this show possible. The Own Your Power Radio Network is a 24-hour network of personal and business development. They also have R&B, soul, collective groups to keep you in a good mood. All right. Well, that's it for us today. Um, keep your eye out for our next shows coming up. We're thinking about doing our next show on parenting and intimacy, how to keep the spark alive in your marriage when you have children. Woohoo! Yeah. Nice. Until next time. Remember, love is an adventure. You can't remain guarded, protected, secure, and safe. And experience the ultimate, passionate, powerful love. Live with heart. Good night. Yeah.